When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. What's up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official episode of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilbert. You might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Oh, my God. You're my dream boat, for sure. Hashtag best of all time. Hashtag Brad's opinion is true. Hashtag boat life. Hashtag I'm on a boat. And I'm joined by a man who has many a nickname. It, it, it's really no secret that this man has a lot of nicknames. I told him he should name this show... <laughs> the truth about the numbers and stats with West Coast Frank Jenga Janish, <laughs> a.k.a. the Illa boy from Illinois. He is West Coast Frank. Sexy numbers from a sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm Thank feeling you. really good about those. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. Gosh, I, I will never get tired of hearing that. I know, I know how you feel when you call yourself the boat now. I, I will never oh get... Oh, my God. You're my three Yeah, I'll never get tired of I mean, I'll get tired of that, but not the one for me. Not the one for me. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. You know, uh, I, you know what? Well, you know what? Honestly, I'm also, I'm a little back and forth. I had, mm -hmm. um, I'm actually upset at you, uh, to be fair. Uh, yeah, it's something you did. And I was having a pretty good week. I was having a pretty good day during one of the days of the week. I, they're all, you know, <laughs> smashed together. And uh, I, I, I this is starting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I look on Facebook um, and in the Schmodown Facebook group page, and somehow I posted a, a thing in the group saying, you know, here's how Christian or um, the <laughs> I say Christian because of a message just popped up. Sorry. Um, 
how the quirky mercs could somehow find their way in the faction race. I said, well, they could really do it if Liz were to beat um, Adam Collins. And that was insinuating that Liz Shannon Miller was on the quirky mercs, which, of course, I know that to not be true. And so I came to the conclusion that the one and only Brad Gilmer would hack my Facebook to make me look like a fool, like a damn fool. And I won't have it, Brad. I won't have it at all. Oh, you, you even know posted what? it. You even posted it in the Reddit, and I had to go in there and delete that and live with that shame. So, yeah, I was having a pretty good weekend or day. And look, no more, Brad. I don't, I don't know if you're shenanigans. I'm gonna eat this damn hot chip for you. Oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. Frank, um, you know I apologize for hacking your Facebook. This is called giving you some cover, brother. Um, I apologize for hacking your Facebook and, and your Reddit and whatever the hell else I hacked. You know, I'm I'm pretty good at it. But um, yeah, uh, you know, play, players mess up. That's what they say. I'm having I'm having a very odd week, and we're about to break down what we've seen this week in the movie TV Schmodown. We're going to be talking about the Schmodown throwdown, Schmodown throwdown, Schmodown throwdown that just went on with um, Corruption versus Shazam for the team's championships. Also, Sassy Stacy Howard versus Sassy Stacy Howard? Uh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we saw them both. We're going to explain that. Don't worry, we're going to get to it. I've had an up-and-down week myself. First, Daryl Morey, the general manager yeah. for the Houston Rockets, steps down. That's funny because I thought about you instantly, and I, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. But tonight, the uh, Houston Astros... Uh, we're able to pull it off three games in a row so far, going to a game seven tomorrow. So, I'm, like I said, I'm up and down in my emotions as a Houston sports fan is typical. But I think that, Frank, I mean, there's a lot to get to. Um, I feel like we should get to it. Do we start where we normally would and just break down the tournament semifinals? Obviously, we're going to get to, but also the throwdown of what we just saw. Should we get straight to the throwdown? I think we kind of have to get straight to the throwdown because it was um look uh spoiler alert first of all because um we're going to talk about what just went down and my lord uh Brad um well here 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 it is final score corruption 38 Shazam 39 yeah probably put that first uh but I said it verbally <laughs> I said it verbally and we all know these uh, automated captions uh, work out really, really well. So you could read it and or hear it. But anyways, this match um, didn't go quite the way I thought it was going to go, although I did predict the result, but I did not see it in this fashion at all. Well, you know, um, I'll be honest with you. I somewhat halfway predicted this on coming up next with Jen Sturger and I this week. I said, I'm going with Shazam because if Mike gets off to a, a bad start in round one, it, the, the load's going to be on chance to bear, and I don't know if it's going to be enough to combat somebody like Brendan Meyer and William the Beast Bibiani, and that is what happened. Unfortunately, Mike just right out of the gate, three big misses, I think, in a row. Yeah. Three in a row, and they and, and they were toss-ups, and, and I know that he's not going to make any excuses for it. Sometimes it just happens where you can't pull that. We even saw that in the Stacey Howard Gray Drake match with the John Williams question. Sometimes those easy yeah. layups that are right there, right there, Frank Janish, are difficult 
to uh, to pull, and and that's what happened with Mike Kalinowski. And really, that was the story of the match. After after that first round, it was a it was a pretty healthy lead. I think it was at least what four or five. How, what was the lead after round one? Was it four uh, points? Eight. Eight points. Oh, it was eight, <laughs> eight points. It was double that. That's right. Good Lord, I, I was beside myself uh, with that because you're right, Mike got off to a slow start. He had four points for that round. That's now back-to-back first-round starts of four points for Kalinowski. He did that against Founding Fathers, and, yeah, they were able to make their way back and, and win it. But against a team like Shazam, who is one of the best first-round teams that we have ever seen, um, you know, they did what – I thought they would do, and I, I and I thought Corruption would be able to keep pace. I didn't think Corruption would do a double perfect first round the way Shazam is capable of and has done before. But uh, you know that really set the tone. And I'm not gonna, I'm not. Look, uh, I was messaging a couple of people, and after that first round, and I said, "Look, guys, it, it's. I don't like to. Do, I don't say this lightly, and I don't like to do it at all. But it was over. It was over, and it was just the air was just sucked out of Corruption." Um, you know, it's eerily similar to, in a way, to the Kevin Smets and Chandru match. Uh, had that kind of feel to it, different spin on it, of course, but it had that feel. And Shazam, once they got through the first round and then they combined their minds throughout the rest of the match, you know, it didn't look good for corruption, but they fought hard, they fought hard after that first round. Oh, they never gave up. I mean, they, they didn't even give up toward the end of the match, they didn't. Yeah. They battled the entire time. It was just overcoming an eight-point deficit is next to impossible in this game. The only glimmer of hope they had was that this was a championship match, therefore you had five rounds. You had a lot of time to play catch-up. If this was a three-round match, it was over after round one. There's just almost no possible way with the level of player that William the Beast Bibiani and Brendan the Kid Meyer are that you could catch up to that and really even in five rounds it proved to be difficult 39 to 38 the score um it did get a little dicey there at the end um i didn't know if bibs was going to pull idris elba which by the way i saw takers um a couple of months ago in the barber shop that was on the screen and i actually really liked that movie Hmm. a lot of stars in that movie too yeah ti you know chris brown i think is in that i believe zoe saldana paul walker we got we got we got some people in it, you know. Takers was a fun one, but um, I think that uh, Bibbs when he got it, I was almost let me ask you this: I was almost shocked by the emotional response that William the Beast Bibiani had. Uh, not so much Brendan Meyer. Brendan Meyer hasn't won the championship yet. And I want to get to him, but yeah. Bibbs was was very over the moon with his win, as you should be when you win a championship. But he's held the singles title. I mean, he's been there before. Yeah. It, it kind of seemed like, okay, we're going to win this one. It reminded me of LeBron mm. uh, laying on the floor the, over this past uh, week when he was celebrating that championship victory. It was this real raw emotion from Beast. What you, did, did you think that that was um, – was, 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 I, I was just surprised by how uh, thankful yeah. he was or how grateful for the win he was. I think – Or was it the hit- stress of the moment? I think it's a combination of a lot of things I'm, I'm, I'm certain of. I mean, the way he ended last year at Spectacular, um, the way all that unfolded, you don't know if you're ever going to make it back to this point again, have another shot at at the belt, because the league is just incredibly competitive at an elite level. And for them to have to go through final exam, 
have to go through who's the boss and then to go up against a team of corruption who, who, and Mike in the promo uh, or the beginning of the match laid out their resume, beating founding fathers. John and, and, and Dan are two of the greatest individual players and one of the best teams we've ever seen. Uh, you look at how they, they took down the Shire Wolves to win the belts initially. Shire Wolves is one of the best teams of all time, and you have an all-time mm-hmm. greatest player in Rachel Cushing. You know, So they took them down. In that match, Chance went head-to-head with Rachel, and look, they came out the victory in that. So th- they, they have some um, a resume to fall back on, and Bibiani coming into this match, you know, what was Shazam going to be a who's the boss type of team? You look at how who's the boss got to the spectacular spectacular three against the Shire Wolves in a great epic match. They came up short, and I think everyone, you know, at least myself said, you know, who's the boss is going to be back. They're going to fight Shire Wolves for the chance at the belt again, and they haven't gotten to another title shot since. And Shazam could have fell to that path. But no, they beat Final Exam, they destroyed Who's the Boss, and they solidified and stamped their championship worthiness with this match over Corruption and one of the greatest played title matches of all time. It's right up there with Shire Wolves for their first title win against uh, Sick in the Head. You can say what you want to say about the opponent, but the way Shire Wolves played that match, the way Shazam played this match, very similar, um, although Shire Wolves ended in a, in a knockout. The Shazam made it quite interesting as well, but um, nonetheless, they played exquisitely, and it's it's things we have seen from Shazam throughout their entire run as a team, throughout their entire now uh, nine nine matches. They're they're now eight and one, so um, just a hell of a hell of a run by Shazam to finally get the belts. And I said it, I think a week or two ago, Shazam could be one of the greatest teams of all time, just looking at their numbers, but they just haven't had the hardware. They now have the hardware. So now they are definitely within the conversation of greatest teams of all time. Can they defend now as spectacular and really add to their legacy? Uh, we're we're going to see. You made a lot of interesting points there. Um, they do have the hardware. And for some reason, Bibiani said this again to, to us on Coming Up Next. He said something about, you know, there's this almost a stigma attached to Shazam. Even though they only had lost one match. They still had this stigma against them. And I really think that the stigma stemmed from William Bibiani's own singles record, right? That 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 um that spectacular of last year, the the third round thing. And I think that you might be right again. This was just the culmination of all the talk that William Bibiani has had to deal with over the last year plus. Right? Yep. It was all the talk. And then Brendan the kid Meyer was always discussed as one of the you know, best players in the league to never win a title. He's always the best player. After one year, he was already, you know, crowned that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I remember having a conversation with him after Ben won the championship. Uh, We were up in the balcony at whatever the name of that venue was in Los Angeles, California. And I said, well, I guess that makes you like the best player to not win a title. Right. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That means. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I'll take that. That's me. (laughs) So um, now he is a champion. In the movie Trivia Schmodown, I think this is this is huge. This really is. It really is the Lakers win, right? It's it's LeBron and AD. <laughs> you know, it's AD hasn't gotten his ring yet. Yeah. Now he's got one. You can argue on some nights he's the more skilled player, but William the Beast Bibiani 
is always there to put in a great performance. I think that it's uh, apropos. I want to ask you a couple things, but I want to get to these uh, super chats before I forget them. Yeah. D-Train with the 499. I predict Shannon will not keep Kalinowski and keep Collins, Chance, and McKee. At least that's the smart move. Um, D-Train, hmm. I don't know what world you're living in, Zaya. Uh, I think that I think that's, that might be improbable. So... When you, when you say something like that, then you're obviously removing the personal connection between Mike right. and Kalinowski. Um, that's because he says that that would be the smart move. I I don't know because we've only seen two matches from Marisol McKee. We don't know what she's going to do in the team's tournament. What if, you know, it's Adam Collins carrying Marisol McKee? I don't think that's going to be the case. But what if that turns out to be the case? Then you really got to think, well, Marisol or Mike, if you're just looking at it from a pure um player level in terms of singles and teams. But what gives Mike added value is inner geekdom. Those matches are worth more points. He can win a title in inner geekdom. He can do that. And he can also give you points here and there in a singles run or in a team's run. I mean, just because Mike played like this, yes, in two matches in a row, first rounds, four points, doesn't mean he's never going to have another six, seven perfect round again right. he's done it before he can do it again sometimes players just go through a rough patch and it's hitting them at a tough time in the year when they're in the faction race they're in the lead but to say that shannon should swap kalinowski out for marisol mckee i think is premature and i don't even still deception could win the whole tournament and marisol could play great i still think well i mean then you have a little bit of thinking to do but i i Mike's is a triple threat. Marisol right now can only play singles and teams. So if we're going to start trying to figure out where to go and make our pros and cons list, that's where I'm starting. It, is it possible that after this season, Mike Kalinowski steps away? No, no, I, I don't. I think, and a lot of other players have, have brought this up, this whole idea of faction and team I think not going it alone the way Mike had been doing, yeah, there was corruption, but they weren't really what they are now. I think that that gives life and longevity to players like Mike uh, and to others who have been in a long time to, to keep going because it's it's not all about them, and you can read into that however you want, but I think it still gives them a reason to to show up to matches, to show up to a study session, to help someone out, to not let them down in a team sense. And so I think that's still going to keep Mike going. But I also think Mike reignited the fire with Inner Geekdom. And for him to impose uh, what's happened here with singles and teams and put that on to Inner Geekdom and shut it all down because of that, no. Maybe he takes a step back from singles. Maybe we'll see what happens with corruption as a team with chance and uh but he's i, I would like to think he's still gonna play inner geekdom okay let's get he's too good he's too good chat here yeah. i agree uh this is from antoine limon uh antoine limon right. with a 499 i like the idea of adam being corruption's goon every time a player or faction beats corruption adam comes in and beats them hashtag deception hey, mm. hey everyone loves a good cleanup man i mean everyone needs one and corruption should definitely have one. I think Chance could also be that kind of kind of player as well. But yeah, and uh, Colin, Adam Collins is definitely on a run for the ages. So uh, it's 
always that's going to be the first name on a lot of out of a lot of people's mouths these days. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, Adam Collins, man, he's working on one of, one of the better seasons or best seasons we've seen in the movie Trivia Schmodown. We'll see what he does in the team's league, and, and we'll see what he does in our team's division, the team's tournament, and we know how impressive he's been so far in the singles. I want to get to this here at the bottom, though, Frank Janish. You, I want you to explain the accuracy slash the PPE. So corruption, 76% accuracy. Shazam, yeah. 94%. That's right. Yeah, the missed. score reflects a one point difference. Yeah. So things happen when you talk about the speed round, who's passing. So I don't I don't count passing on a question um, against an accuracy or the PPE percentage. Um, that's just a decision I made. And when you look at Shazam, the total numbers here for the entire match, uh, they answered 34 out of 36 questions. They missed that one speed round question with Brendan Meyer. He, he missed, and then they missed um, uh, that two-pointer again by Brendan Meyer in the final round there. Those are the only two misses they had. You know, Corruption answered 26 out of 34. Obviously, um, just a tough first round, missing three, uh, four, five, six, six questions in that first round, um, and you look how that makes up the difference quite um, quite a lot there for Corruption's total numbers, 26 out of 34 for 76% accuracy rate. Um, Shazam, as as a for their entire lifetime career average, they were coming in. They came into this match averaging 89% accuracy rate. Um, last year, their accuracy rate was 90%. So it's dipped just a teeny bit here, as expected. No one's going to always uh, run at that kind of clip they were at last year. But nonetheless, they put up 94% here, missed two in a title match. Uh, this is what Shazam has been doing all along, and sometimes. You know, you wonder, how does Shazam not win the belts against Finding Fathers with a performance like this? But they finally got him. Well, sometimes you wonder what the future holds for all teams, what we're going to see going forward. And there's actually one person who could break this down with us. He is the commissioner, Christian Harloff. What's, What's up? going on, Christian? Everybody, how about that? I mean, I, I even texted. I texted Frankie during the match, and I said, <laughs> I was like, man, that many points down in round one, and Frank, Frank, I don't usually do this, but it's over. Look, I'll say this: uh, corruption made him earn it. Yeah. Corruption made him earn it. I mean, Mike, you know, Mike was pretty hard on himself at the end there, um, with what he was saying at the, you know, he played a bad match and Chance wasn't on the top of his game, and I, the first round ultimately did do them in because I think that they had a great second round, they had a great third round, they they had they had mistakes that you can't make as champions in the in the speed round. And that and the eat the eat love pray is 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 oh, just killer. It's a four point sure. swing. So it, right there, I mean that's 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 massive. And you know even and even chance thinking, not thinking enough for that Ed TV one. You know that yeah. that you know because you do that, you're forcing Shazam to hit a five pointer because because of that right. two pointer that Brendan missed. So it was um it was a great match. But Shazam is just I said it in the beginning. Those guys are playing at a different level right now. They are locked in together. They are, I mean, they are, and nothing against Whitney Seibold. Whitney Seibold is a, is a great player on his own, but the, the kid and, and the Beast are just a much better team than Critically Acclaimed ever was. 100%. And I think Bips has talked about that, that him and Whitney Seibold, they just have too many similarities yep. there. And uh, Brendan Meyer brings a different set of uh, knowledge that complements Bibiani and vice versa. So uh, to see the numbers that they're putting up and now have, 
a strap around them. Um, it, it's well-earned, and, you know, you can say, oh, it was only a matter of time, but you never know in this game. I know. Yeah, it was it was it was really insane. But did you guys have a chance? I don't know how long you've been on the uh, on the air for, but did you have a chance to talk about what happened after in the post? No, we haven't gotten into that. We've just been discussing the match. So why don't you walk us through it? So, you know, at the end of it, uh, obviously, Shazam was having their heyday and had a great conversation. They're looking forward to seeing who wins the team's tournament. And and Mike was very tough on himself and, and had this thing about training his his partner and making sure that his his faction mate and adam collins who's now going to uh you know the finals and and putting his energy there and then we 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 told mike all right we'll see you later and i was about to and we just the first time we're not seeing mike in the spectacular um i mean he he was in the 2018 he was in 2019 so he won't be in this year so when that was going down so a chance will be there and right as we're getting into that who pops into the stream but the inner geekdom champion of the world chandra and he just has this grin on his face that of just someone who loves misery uh the guy just loves to just i mean it was as if chance got this wound on his back and chandra goes oh did i just drop this whole thing of salt in there i'm sorry uh he just is so menacing but he's just so good at being irritating uh like when he goes in there and he knows exactly what he's doing He's getting right inside of Chance's head, hitting him right now when it hurts. I mean, he got Shannon so mad. I haven't seen Shannon that mad, like, ever. Like, Shannon was pissed. You know what's and- funny? I had it on mute on the background here, and I'm prepping with Brad, and I can see. I even saw this before. I'm like, dude, we should turn this on. Shannon looks furious. I've, she looks really pissed. <laughs> He was pissed and like he he just she told him to shut his mouth the queen was talking and like he i think she called him a turd at one point like i don't, I don't even know she was a, she was so mad and he was just smiling and just there like just throwing in oh he threw an eat pray love joke already i mean he was he was going after uh he's calling he was saying how's chancy three belts going i mean just doing these things that I'm watching and I'm going, this is going to be such a heated battle. Cause you saw at the end of the match tonight, the title match, both teams were very respectful to each other. Yeah. Um, the corruption was very respectful to Shazam and said they were good players and nice guys, you know, and didn't really go after them and, and just said it what it was. You're not going to see that. It's spectacular. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't care if it is the best match that has ever been played. You are not going to see that. You are going to see taunting. You are going to see you know, whoever wins, either one, because you can guarantee that if Chance takes the title, Shannon's going to jump through the screen and taunt Shandrew, and Ch- Shandrew's probably going to do the longest dance Isn't you've ever. Grateful yeah. this thing's digital. That's that's for sure. <laughs> it's uh, not not me. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I want. I mean, I want to see. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, I want to see this match in front of two thousand people oh, in Chicago. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like that? This is like the worst thing on from my point of view. If I'm trying to spin this, this is the worst thing that could have happened for Chandru is that Chance loses in this fashion, and now Chance's sole purpose just like is to take him down. Yeah, I I think that that's there's there's two. I mean, there's two parts of that. The first part is obviously for the for the revenge part of it and because you've angered him and that's the one thing the other thing is he doesn't have anything else to study for now he doesn't have teams to study for he doesn't have singles to study for you see what chance does when he's able to lock in and if he's not you're not going to be able to pry him away from he's going to study every one of those movies back and forth it's going to be a fight i mean it's going to be it is going to be a battle for it, and it's just going to—that's going to be one of those—is who slips up first, 
That's all it's going to be. That's going to be one of the greatest intergeekdom uh, championship matches we've ever seen. Canada Rocks comes in with a $5 super chat saying, in his opinion, Chandra is doing the best heel work in the league right now, hands down. Is there anyone better? You think there's anyone better right now, Christian? Right now? No, I think he's the champ. I think he's the he, he's got the title. He is, uh, and and I'd say villain. I wouldn't say that other word. I'd say he's a straight up. He's he right now. He's just he's straight up kind of uh, yeah. just not a. Uh, he's just not. He's not a good. He he doesn't want to be a good guy. He doesn't need to be a good guy. He doesn't know how. He, he doesn't want to. He does not want to. He wants to let you know he is the best. And he taps that belt and he smiles and he dances and he does it all with a smile. He's not one of these guys that comes in and goes, I'm going to kill you. He he laughs at you. He pokes at you. He gets you so frustrated. You just want to destroy him. But he keeps answering questions. And then he just smiles more and more and more. He's fantastic. He's there's, fantastic. An, there's an element to seeing some of these these villains in the league who don't have a belt and they do it really well. But when they do have the belt, it really just ratchets up how much I despise these kinds of uh, characters that come into the league. And Chandru, he's been doing it before the bell. He's doing it with the belt. And, yeah, I would agree. He He's the one pissing me off the most right now. Yeah. Someone's throwing Snyder in the chat. See, Snyder, to me, has become more Dennis Rodman than anything else. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, Snyder, to me, is more – he teeters on He teeters on the in-between. You know, there's some – it's like you – you, he says things sometimes that you want to boo him out of the room, but then he says things sometimes that you want to cheer him and you, and you love him. Like when every time he's on backstage, I'm on the edge of my seat just waiting what he's going to say next because I love hearing it. He doesn't, he's, it's, it's like any of the old school, like Manny being Manny, you know, it's, it's, it's Snyder being Snyder. You know, that's, that's what it is. Chandru, Chandru, the, the, no one's going to cheer Chandru when he goes into an event and he doesn't want to be cheered. I saw somebody say something along the lines like, oh, he's not, he's not a bad guy. He's like, I, are you kidding? He wants, he wants to be a bad guy. He wants to be a guy that, that gets you so upset. He doesn't want your cheers. He doesn't want your, he doesn't want the, the love. He doesn't want the, the, the other, he wants swag to, he, he's, he's all about swag. He's all about Winston. He's about his faction, but he doesn't give a crap about anybody else. I'm, I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the Chandru uh, train, not, not necessarily the way that he conducts himself, but the way that he is able to um, do what he does and doesn't care. About what I mean, because Rachel Cushing in the chat says like Changer has no class and like puts it out there in the chat, right? And like going and like you think he cares? That's that is one of the that is one of the greatest players of all time telling you you have no class. And you know what he would do? He would do a dance in front of her if she said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's phenomenal right now. I really want to see that match with him and Chance. It's spectacular. We've talked about Chance's future in the schmodown his immediate future what is mike's christian do you see him there, there we were kind of having a conversation of i don't know what what is left for mike to do could this potentially be the last time that we see him or, yeah. or what do you think no i think mike's got another run in him i think mike's gonna because here's the other thing that if if chandrew does win you think mike sound he's gonna sit back and let and let chandrew right. run wild with the title right he, uh, he, there's, there's no there's no there's no way uh, now, if Chance wins the belt, um, Mike might sit back for a little bit. Maybe, maybe so, but I, I think if Chandru if Chandru takes uh, keeps the title, especially if he's the first one to defend it since Jason Inman, um, and Mike has an opportunity to become a three time champion, I think it's a pretty good shot. You see him back doing that. Um, teams, maybe not. I don't know yet. I mean, this is look. Here's the thing. This is the thing that everybody needs to put. Um, you look at what this freak of nature. 
Adam Collins is doing. Adam <laughs> Collins was getting himself to the finals, right? I was on the phone with Smets yesterday. You know what Smets called him? Huh. Thanos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the mad, uh, the mad coyote. He's just snapping all the legends away, and now he's got Snyder in his in his you know in his sights. And then he what's what's he going to do in teams, right? So let's put it. Let's put a scenario out there. And I, and I know everybody does this. He, he could very well him. Marisol's a great player too, but they could very well go out in the first round, maybe. Second. Right. Sure. But let's let's say that they wind up winning the tournament, okay? And let's say that let's say that Collins, let's say he beats Snyder, and let's say that he goes on to win the title from from uh, Merle. That's spectacular. So there is a world where Shannon would have, and uh, the let, and let's say that Deception wins the ch- the championship. And let's say Chance wins the inner geekdom. So that means Chance would have the IG and Deception would have the team titles. What does Shannon do? Mike is out there now. I, I think that's a, I can say this from where I'm sitting, but I think that it's a no-brainer. And I, and I feel like Mike would play ball and be like, look, they accomplished, like, look how I've played. He'll reflect on that. And then you'll say, well, let's say Chance has the inner geekdom. Adam Collins is double-belted and Marisol, you know, with the teams. So... It would be uh, there's, although, I mean anything. Ah, I don't. It is a tough. I don't. Yeah. I'm saying it's either it's either retires or it's either um, you know, he he manages he helps manage corruption from the side or he goes and can you imagine him playing for another faction while he's living with Shannon? I mean, God, yeah, that, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> I just can't see that ever happening. I just ever can't see it happening and. And for, but for Mike, that I mean, that would be when the conversation would have to happen with him and Shannon of, okay, I mean, what what is there for me to do right now? You know, maybe I do sit back. I mean, it's possible. I mean, yeah. The the other thing is though, if you were to go to another faction, as another faction member, as a manager, could you trust Mike? Could you trust Mike to be there for the faction in the way that a teammate would need Mike to be there? Because you would still have, you would still at least assume. Right. That he has this allegiance still to Shannon, no matter what, even if he's on a different faction. So could you even trust Mike? I don't know. Uh, no, you know, it's it's there's so much. That's I mean, that's a great point too. the great Jeremiah Morris. Uh, Aoyama and yeah. Chance as a team. I mean, that look could That'd also have there's there's so many. That's what people don't realize. There's so many possibilities of what can happen. I was on the phone with somebody the other day and we were going over all of the potential people that could be in the first round, because they, this person was asking me if I thought they, they threw me out a name and asked me whether or not I thought they were going to be signed. And there were, I think I was 10 over the amount of people that could have been signed. So that and I meant the 10 people that I thought would definitely get signed, won't get signed and they'll be in the first round. So the first and the second round of the draft are going to be nuts, and there's going to be so many people inside of the draft with, uh, you know, Star Wars and 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 the inner geekdom players and and new rookies coming in and all these things and and you know, fingers crossed, we get this this uh, minor leagues off the ground and can have some people start playing in there because I I'd love to get I want to do a match for for patrons but right before the season starts i want to do a patron kind of tournament right before it starts that the winner would get placed into the draft ah so a, a term of patrons to be in the yeah draft. that's interesting kind of what i, I i'm I, it's that's not confirmed i just i it's just something that i that i would like to do but i just have to uh you know to see if i'd be able to pull it off you know we now, with the minor about, leagues, oh. so yeah sorry would the minor leagues be in studio if we could do in studio or would it be primarily no. online? Minor, leagues, minor leagues even if we have a studio will be digital 
because we want to we want to find them from from everywhere. Yeah. Um, we were we were talking a lot about corruption, but let's let's talk a little bit more about Shazam. More specifically, uh, Koi Jandrew. I think that there were a lot of question marks on him, but this second half of the season, man, has he really come through and proven that he is the goods as a manager? There was never there was never a question from me because um, Koi and I, Koi and I were talking a long time ago. People forget that Koi managed uh, Winston and and Stacy Howard at that match oh, yeah. back and he he had caught the bug back then i mean he was always he always wanted to get involved with these always but Coy's like a big uh ufc fan and he's he's a big sports guy you know so like he understood what i was trying to do with this thing from the get-go right he just and, and and he says it he just wasn't a very good competitor but he understood the game he understood the game very well he understood the mechanics of the game very well he understood how to motivate people that that type of stuff is where i I was like, yeah, Coy needs to. Do you want to be a manager? He's like, absolutely, I want to be a manager. And like, I think that he was learning a lot of it through this season. So the, the he he knew he knew the game, but he was learning more of how to structure it and how to motivate and do all these things. And he was, and he's been doing it better and better and better. And you got to remember that the first half of the season, his main stars were benched. You know, like that they, they made the decision. And I think I still think it was a poor decision um, that Bibiani gave the kid that number one contender shot. I think that yeah. was a bad decision because I think it, it sidelined uh, both him and the kid for like months. Mm -hmm. Sideline. So, you know, but by the time they started playing, that's when that's when they started moving. And, you know, Shazam has racked up some points and Bibs and a kid racked up some points. And and well, not uh, to mention Mara was also supposed to play, but then she had her own. Right. Things, and, you know, so, and, according, yeah. and according to you, uh, Frank, Liz Shannon Miller got them a lot of points. <laughs> we discussed this, and uh, yeah, I did an investigation. I did a digital investigation, and it turns out it was Brad Gilmore hacked my Facebook account. I yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it off there. We'll talk about Can it. Can I yeah. tell you when I read that post? When I read that, it was this funny thing about that. When that post came out, and I read that. You're convinced. I, no, when I no no, and I read it, and I'm reading it, I'm like. What is this? I didn't even I was, I show you. I go, what is this person talking about? I'm like, I'm like, Liz Shannon Miller is on swag. I'm like, I'm like, this is someone who doesn't even know the game that well. And I'm looking oh and I'm looking and I go to respond to it and I look up. I go, wait, what? That's Frank. <laughs> and I was like, do I got to start looking? Allegedly, for it was me. Allegedly. I got to start looking for a new host of the rundown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, on the uh, today, Stacey Howard won a big five points for uh, for the Five Club. Uh, <laughs> They're right in it now. They're right in it. Yeah. They're in it. They're in it. <laughs> oh man! Uh, real quick, a couple of these uh, super chats coming in. This is fifty CZKs. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I, I appreciate you. Uh, Mike said on the IG show that Shannon told him she can get Mike in the draft if she needs to. That's an interesting point. I don't know she's if they crazy. can play it. She's crazy to do that. Because yeah, that's playing. Because let's, let's say right now they're in first place. Let's say they stay in first place. They're not going to have the – well, they just lost the five-point opportunity at yeah. Spectacular. So that's that's big for – that's really big for the exchange and for swag. So they're probably happy from that Shazam win. But they – if – if they win the whole thing, if corruption wins the entire thing, she's getting the last pick in the first round. Mike's right. not going to be available in the first round. Mike will go. Mike will go right away. Yeah, he's going right away. And and really, it's the same conversation we had this year. Is, you know, if she doesn't pick him first and someone else drafts him, then you know, there's always trade potential and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I mean that. Well, and that's that's the whole thing is that they're not going to get away with what they got away with last year, where she's like, well, Mike's not going to play for anybody else, so you shouldn't pick him. They're going to go, all right, fine. You know what? I'll, I'll take him. Give me, give me. Uh, you want him back? Give me Collins and somebody else for him. You know, right, right. Not going to happen. This. Do they try and run run the same same play that they did last year, where Mike's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's. I mean, he look there. You could you could do that, right? You could if you were Mike, you could say. Okay, look, uh, I, I don't know what I'm gonna if I'm a player or not. And then you just pick them, you pick them, and you have them out there. And then you pick someone really good next, and you say, "Look, I'm gonna, t- I'll team you up." Let's say because Sam, Sam or or Kaiser are probably gonna have uh, the and Ken will have the last picks, right? Yeah. And so when they're looking, you you get somebody really big, and you say, "Okay, look, well, I'll pair you up with so and so," and maybe it, I mean that'll be. It'd be pretty nuts if Mike's not on. Mike is corruption. Though. That's the weird thing. Mike is yeah. corruption. <laughs> he, really, he really is. So weird. I, yeah, I don't know. I think we'll get a probably maybe a better idea of what. I mean, because also, like, the thing is, you you would, you might believe Mike, given the way he's played these past few matches with singles and now this, this team's um, championship match, where it hasn't just been that great. So you might believe him. But do you want to take that? Do you want to risk a first-round pick on Mike? I don't know. No, Mike too well. There's, I just can't see him. Sit. Someone mentioned in the chat. Would Mike want to risk? Here, here, here's the thing. If Chandru beats Chance, I think Mike gets really fired up, wants to play Chandru. But if Mike gets to Chandru and Chandru wins, then that might be the end of Mike Kalinowski. Um, that, that that's a possibility. And then you know, then Mike goes and he probably will be on the table for a while, and he goes out as a legend. You know, that's it's that's a possibility, but. He, there's no one. I mean, he's the only person ever to be a two-time Intergeekdom champion, you know? So he could be the, I mean, Dan Merle is the first to be a three-time. He's the first to be a four-time, you know? So is, is Mike Kalinowski to be the first to be a three-time, you know? So that's, that's something because Chandra's a really good player. Chandra became a great player in everybody's minds because of the way that he pretty much just dismantled Smets. Mm-hmm. And so when you do that, when you take, because going into that match, everybody had Smets winning. Everybody, that's why. And and after that match, Chandru's okay. Wait, this guy's really really good. So there's always like that little extra. I don't know. Can Mike do it? Mike is one of the greatest inner geekdom players like, that has ever ever played. Yeah. And you saw how easy. I mean, that Punisher thing tonight. It was just like he got mad at. He was mad because it was too easy. He was mad. <laughs> and was like, He's like, of yeah. course I'm gonna get that. I'm supposed to get that. It's this other stuff I can't get. He's pissed. Yeah. When I saw that fire in him, it's not. It's it's not over for him. Because he's mad, he's mad at himself. I, I want to ask you this: um, to to go to the other match that we saw this 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 evening between Gray Drake and Sassy Stacy Howard. First of all, Stacy Howard again. You you coined it the Howard magic, and I don't think there's a more apropos term. She just somehow finds a way to deliver. Um, but when you're sitting there and you're calling some of these matches, and and it, and what happened to Gray Drake happens. On the, on the John Williams question. I know Tanner yeah. Rocks came in here. He said, who doesn't know John Williams wrote the Superman yeah. theme? Seriously. I, it's just one of those where I know that she knew it. No, she knew it. She knew it was John Williams. She just couldn't pull it. But what's going on in your head? Because you that's almost a layup in this space. That to me, like it, it was a layup. And it was also she was playing so great yeah. for the entire match. She would have seven in the first round. Yeah. She was just fantastic in the second round. She looked like a play. I saw people commenting, oh, she should have been in the singles tournament. She would have done great. It's great to have her back. 
and she just she she just that was it. She missed her what her two three and her five right. Yep. She answers yeah. eleven straight questions between the first yeah. two rounds, and then she missed that Stacey Howard steal opportunity, and then yeah. the final three, and it was yeah. She and, pulled ants. I mean, it, she was she was on was, a roll. It was a great. It looked like it was going to be a great comeback story, but Stacey Howard is just such a like it's so interesting because when she was playing that first round and i'm in my head i'm going oh maybe the magic's not here tonight and i was like because oh, usually always, you either see it either it pops in there or it just doesn't happen at all right like when when she like you think back when she played rachel cushing and rachel cushing just oh, annihilated yeah. um and then she lost to merle merle she, it just wasn't there so when she was playing and she's out there and, she, and then that question came up any other player, I'd be like, oh, she's using another JTE. She's not going to get it. And when she did it, this I think she did it twice in her JTE. When she did it, I go, in my head, I went, holy crap, she's going to do it again. I just felt it. I was like, she's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just feel it. And she did yeah. it. And it's not. And and some, it, Roka used to do all that. And Roka still tell you that he didn't do it on purpose. But like back in the day, Roka would be like, ah, I don't know, James Horner. Correct. Huh? You know, what I'm <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You do that all the time. Um, but Stacy is legit. I think like pulling it out of just a place that like these little like like elves live in her head, and they go, "Oh, you need this here. Take it and go." Right. And then pulls out the <laughs> the information. She hits it. Uh-huh. She moves. She's two and zero oh this season. Like it's. Uh, I think that you know her not playing in the singles tournament. Maybe it was a good thing for her. Maybe she needed a little bit of a break to come back. She's a great. She's seven and five. So She's a good player. She's a good player. And I think, you know what, this win tonight really, because I felt like she was a good pickup by Roxy, but again, you just never know because she was a little bit hot and cold, especially yeah. with the higher higher ranked players. And I, I think this proved to be a pretty good pickup for Roxy and, and a really competitive match. And she, she, to me, there's a buzz around her coming out of it. Yes, there's a few different times because, like you said, Brad, I think that with Stacy, is she going to be uh, uh, like in title matches and winning championships and on the probably not, but she's always going to give you a match where you're uh, you're just waiting for her to pull. Like it's it's magic, right? And it's exciting every time she plays. It's exciting. It's like it's like a Toro Gotti. You remember Toro Gotti back in the day? It's like when he when he would scrap and he would get in there and it's like it was always a fight. And sometimes he, he was in like some big pro- profile matches or sometimes he's scrapping with people that are like, you know, at a 500. But it's a, but it's such a great match. And she's that's how she is. Now, that being said, I would like to see Stacey Howard with a uh, competitor like uh, an Ethan Irwin or Bibiani or something like that and see how she does and get and then maybe she can get to the title picture. You know, maybe then she can, because I think that she's she's a very exciting player to to watch. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Uh, See, Jeremiah Morris here. Oh, that's. We'll get to that later. Jeremiah Morris wants to start some beef. He always wants to start some beef. I don't know what's up with that guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I think that this was another great Schmodown throwdown. Let me just get you one more question. Yeah. What do you think about this team's tournament? I know that you can't play favorites too much, but if if you said if someone was a novice and they said, "Hey, I'm trying to put some money down on the Cubbies," right? Who who am I going to put the money down on? What would be your recommendation? Saying, "Ah." maybe this would be the team to watch. I think Bib said it best in the post. You guys already started recording at the time, but like he, he said, someone had asked him, one of the patrons asked him that type of question. And he said, you'd be kind of fools not to look at the odd couple and the founding fathers, mm-hmm. right? They've both yeah. been there. They've been to the dance. They've done it before. And, um, 
and you know you got the greatest player in the in the world on on one team and then probably the second greatest player uh looking to Dan Merle is quoted in saying this ends in spectacular you know and and it's not going to be against corruption anymore but it's but it still could be they could he could get his he could get his championship back you know so always hard to bet against Merle um yeah. and and the hungry Roca so that that right, to them and then the odd couple you look at the way Snyder's playing right now and yeah. you look and you look at what uh Mark and Drake they play very well together you know former champions on the side of the new teams I mean it's look Thanos is is real you know and it's like so like what is what is this guy gonna do with Marisol McKee like what can what can Collins do um can he do something because that's the kind of statement that I think like, right now I think he's a shoe in for rookie of the year I don't think oh, anybody yeah. nobody touches him for rookie of the year I think you know, like that conversation you had a couple of weeks back uh, Brad it's a wash and it's yeah. gone yeah. um <laughs> uh, now if this kid winds up a, if he winds up winning, not let's not even talk about you know he he makes it to the finals already, and I think he's got rookie of the year. He wins it. That's it, we already got a lock. If he wins one game, maybe two, right? He's starting to sniff around player of the year. He's starting to sniff player of the year. I think Merle's got it locked in my opinion right now because of the two wins over Bateman, one at a live event. He beats Ethan Irwin, you know, had a great match in that team. I, I still got Merle still my player of the year at the moment, then Chance probably second. Yeah. Collins, Collins can be sniffing around. I think Adam Collins is probably, well, I mean, even even Jeff. I, I think Jeff, if, if he can win the tournament and go on a run and, and meet Merle at Spectacular on two different fronts of singles and teams, if founding father, well, I guess founding fathers couldn't, not no. a couple couldn't. Um, but if Jeff were to get too spectacular and, and play for a belt, but Adam Collins, if he were to win the tournament and then goes on a deep run in teams, I think those are the only two guys that could really give him a run for the money. There are only two in position left, I think. I think you're right. I think Snyder's also another one because Snyder's really only lost one match right now, and that's to uh, who's the boss. Who's the boss? So Snyder could also do it, but it also depends on how it goes. In the, in the, you're absolutely right. If he goes into that teams, because even even if he doesn't win the tournament, and if he if he makes it, he's made it. To, remember this. This is what a lot of people don't realize is that Snyder and Collins have a well, Collins more so. Collins has already won five matches. Um, so most people in tournaments have won four matches and have won the tournament. So Ben Bateman won four. Uh, Sam Levine won four. Ellis won three, right? Irwin won. Uh, I said Ir- Irwin won four. Uh, Irwin won three. You're right. Irwin won three. Exactly. Irwin won three. So uh, Snyder has already won four. So if he wins four, and then if the odd couple wins teams, Snyder can make a run for 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 teams either way. And if he wins the tournament and then wins the title, then that's then then he wins. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he might be the most insufferable human being for the next 365 days. Imagine a world where uh, Jeff Snyder is the team's champion, the singles champion. Chandru is the inner. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then you would have a good guy as Star Wars champion, whether it's a ace or 2020 to a a pinpoint, like just (laughs) absolute chaotic, apocalyptic turn of events. Yeah. So it's it, either either way, and then so you know, and and regardless, whoever loses the finals is going to get a number one contender match. You know, that's just usually always how it's been. And I can I probably can say that this now is that the loser 
of the uh, the loser of the finals, whether that is uh, Collins or Snyder, will play um, the winner of Ethan Irwin and Liz Shannon Miller next season. Wow. 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 Okay, yeah. so number one contender shot uh, lined up for him. We could see, even if even if Snyder doesn't pull it off or Collins, they could still have that real quick opportunity. Shot. I mean, that's usually the way that we've always done it because it's like, you know, you've, you've, you've earned it. I mean, normally if you win two or three big matches in a row like that, you get a title shot. And uh, Liz Shannon Miller won a whole bunch. Ethan won a bunch. I mean, and you look at who, I mean, you want to compare Rhodes so far. I mean, that's usually what we've done in the past. The, whose road is is tougher, right? You, I mean, Gallagher was a was an unknown, and that was the play-in match for Collins. And then Collins TKO's Roca, KO's Lawn, um, and then he has a scrap, uh, sudden death with the kid, um, and then he beats uh, Liz Shannon Miller, right? So those, that's yeah. that's a road. But then you look at Snyder's road, right? And Snyder's road, Snyder starts off and he beats uh, he beats Montano, which is again probably comparable with the Gallagher. Yeah. And then and then he beats and then he beats um, Paul Oyama, gets revenge there. TKO's Riley and then beat, beats Ethan Irwin. So it's, I, I don't know. that, that Last year, you know, it, when you compared, I mean, Ben Bateman was just mowing through people, but even though he had a little bit of an uh, They're all rookies story, too, you know, so. They were, but he, but, he, but he did what he had to do and he mowed through them and, and did what he had to do. And Bibiani probably had the tougher road last year, but then when they played and then Ben mowed through him too. So it, you don't know where it's going to go. It's going to be interesting. That's the other question though is where's Bateman fit into all of this? <laughs> oh man yeah. you think he was happy about tonight's loss for for uh for gooch no but like I think, faction? no because i think he's still because because the thing is i think that he is still gonna say if, if this finstock exchange wins it he's still gonna say they did it because he they you know he had they had him and they had him to to, to have information out there and be able to know the game better and he was be able to share stuff and i don't think he's going to want to be on a losing faction but you know but did you see the shot that gucci took at him tonight yeah yeah did not actually he, he took a swing at him in this post match he took a swing in the post he called him a uh i can't remember what he called him he called him a silly idiot or i know i don't know what it was but it, what uh, yeah. geek or something i can't remember what it was but he, he called him called him something and you pencil neck geek something like that he <laughs> called him something i was like oh shot and all this time that ben's been taking shots at gucci gucci's never gone after him once right and he, and he went after him this time and so you know, another thing i kind of want to point out real quick is because there's been this, this we've been making this connection between the barbarian and bateman what i found interesting was and Gray Drake in her post match, she gave a shout out to Barbarian specifically, which yeah. to me is how beloved is this guy Barbarian within the Finstock Exchange of yeah. who he's helping and get, and preparing and what, what I'm curious just as much about Bateman about Barbarian's allegiances, where are they going to fall because he's all very new to this this year, but there's a lot of um, craziness going on with that faction. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jeremiah is not wrong. A, a Stacy versus Bateman match is is probably uh, pretty interesting. Hmm. It's interesting because she's she's she has won two in a row. She's seven. I mean she she's seven and and five now. Or and yeah, uh, and, yeah. And 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 Bateman the last his his loss against Merle. I mean you, you got you got to also take in consideration that he was six points ahead and and he just and he was pretty much had bait, uh, Merle beat. He had him beat, but just uh, you know, twice, <laughs> twice, but it just didn't, just didn't happen. Um, so 
that's that's certainly a possibility. The good look, I, I've been on record. I can't stand the digital age. I hate it. Um, right. not 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 the not the matches themselves. The matches themselves and the competition themselves, outstanding. Uh the match tonight, outstanding. The show is either in studio in front of a crowd with the moments and the movements and the and especially live events. That's what the show is. That's what it's always been. But what the digital age has done, it has created sneakily has created a lot of stars because what people don't understand i think is that when we are finally doing live events and we're doing studio matches these people that you've been watching playing from the comfort of their own home you've been watching them from the comfort of their own home from the comfort of your own home so you've been you have this feeling towards them that when adam collins plays in the live event setting People are going to go out and watch him play now. They're going to want to watch him play because they're going to want to see, is he any good in live event? Is he any good in the studio? That That's what they're going to he's, he, he's a freak show now, and they're going to want to see him. Uh, it's, like, it's like the NFL Combine. You can put up the best numbers in all your workouts, but how are you when you put on the pads when you're crossing somebody else now? Like, right. can you measure up to what you did before in the Combine? Can you measure so, up? I, right. I, I think I think he can. I think, I think he some, can, too. Yeah, I think there's some, I think there's some players. Look, Snyder can go. Snyder can go in there on uh, next week and just wind up annihilating this guy. And we go, okay, he's human like anybody else. It's, it's, it, and that that certainly has happened. It's happened to the greatest players. It's happened to Bibiani. It's happened to Drew McQueenie. It's happened to a bunch of people. So it certainly can happen. Um, but that doesn't mean there are certain players. I mean, Rachel Cushing has been on the record many times that she just there's something that changed in her when she did live events. She just I remember seeing her at the and she's talked about it when she performed against um, team action. She just wasn't herself. And Clark had to carry the team that night because she just wasn't there. She was very proud of herself the night she played Mike for the Inner Geekdom Championship because she was able to lock in. But she, her nerves just got the, the best of her. And she just never, she wasn't a live event player. She just never wanted to do them. I don't think that's the case with this kid. I think that he's going to be, um, I, think he's, I, I think he's real deal stuff. Yeah, I do. And, and and going off of that, we were going to talk about this probably when we covered the match, but Liz Shannon Miller, Digital Age. Yeah, she's played in studio matches before, but going from the type of success you've had yeah. digitally, will it transfer over to in-studio? And if it doesn't happen in-studio in matches, that success that you had in digital, how does that affect you? How do you rebound? Who, whose faction is she on at that point? So uh, I'm curious about players like her and others, how – what success they've had digitally does that transfer over and continue through into in studio matches? It'll be interesting because we just don't know. I want to see it's the same thing you're saying because look, Ethan's played ideally, ideally what I would do, and I don't think we're gonna have be able to do this, but ideally what I would like to do is have Ethan and Liz Shannon Miller at a live event kicking off in Brooklyn like we do, like we've done the last couple of years. I mean, that's 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 phenomenal. What I, that's what I want to do. I'd like to have Liz and 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 Ethan do that. I think that would be a great match. I think Ethan likes to play in New York. I think it would be great to have Liz out there. I mean, Liz is the closest. Um, Liz was the closest we've had to having a, a woman challenge for the singles championship since Clark Wolf did it against uh, Sam Levine. We haven't had a woman right. challenge for the singles championship wow. in a long time. So um, I, you know, I'm always I'm always hoping. I think that Marisol McKee is another person that can. Um, step up and start to be something uh pretty good how yeah. how great how is she going to be at live events i think marisol mckee is sneakily though one of those people she she's 
I think she says like her nerves and stuff get the best of her. She doesn't. I think she's another one. She's going to be easy at live events. I think yeah. she kind of secretly craves it. She seems like that Nat. She's got. She's going to come alive in front of a crowd. That's what I would see with with Marisol McKee. I agree. I think the same yeah. thing. And we're finding new people like all of the time um, that are just that are coming out now and and these big tournaments that have happened and the the amount of new talent that we have found. We found a lot of great people. So um, I don't know. It's it's it just a matter how it all kind of pans out and and thing. I if I was to say realistically, I think the live events will probably start again in like May june if i was to cross my earlier and i i know i mean that's what i would want frank i'd like to do spectacular in 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 december i'd like to do it live but realistically uh you know we have to see the the first step is studio second step is live events yeah yeah i mean and, and 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 we can't do it WWE style like the Thunderdome and just have a bunch of virtual fans at a well, live stage. We can if Mark Cuban decides to invest in the uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be nice yeah. yeah yeah you know hey strange things have happened you never know we just put it out there in the atmosphere it's going to come back but Christian I feel like we've kept you long yeah. enough I don't want to keep you any longer that is the man himself Christian Arloff check out Sen Live uh, upcoming this weekend and man if y'all haven't checked out the Kevin Smith interview. That you did, that I me mean, ran what two hours plus? Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half. I was enthralled with the entire thing, the entire time. What a gem of a human being! What a great conversation. It was, great. It was it, look, it was a great conversation. I loved talking to him. Um, I I could have talked to him for another four hours. It was great, and we got to announce you know him versus Sheridan, which is going to be great. Um, but uh, the other thing I would encourage people for one on one is watch the people that you don't know. Like right. listen to the interview that I just had with Steve Byrne, who's a comedian. Oh yeah, it's really good, and he's a phenomenal comedian. He just directed this movie, the uh, the opening act, which has a ton of stars in it: Bill Burr, Eliza Schlesinger, um, tons of people in it. Um, Alex Moffat is in it and just crushes it. But I would I would watch the the interview with him because that's that's the one that it gets frustrating sometimes because like when people are oh, bring back one-on-one bring back one-on-one but we'll only watch the ones you know with people we know it's like right. that's not what i'm doing this show yeah. i'm not doing the show for just people you know i want to introduce you to people that you don't i'm reaching out have you guys watched in the comedy store uh doc i, ju- I just oh, heard no. about it. i didn't even know it was out so you i just heard it. about it mm-hmm. well, i'm reaching out. i'm trying to get the director on so um anyway so that's for another time Guys, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll look forward to hearing. I always fast forward through the part that I'm that I'm in, but I'll, I'll listen to the other. <laughs> Sounds good. That is Christian Arloff, the boss himself. Thanks, right. Christian. Oh, man. Yeah, um, right. a lot there. Real quick, uh, Antoine Lemont, Antoine Lemon, appropriately in a yellow highlighted fashion. Uh, Marisol was impressive for a different reason than any other rookie. It was insane. The pop she got in her debut match, she jumped up to one of my faves without answering a single question. Dude, that's a star right there. That's that's how you quantify a star. They don't have to do a whole lot, and you already love them. Yeah. Um, Not like uh, me. Well, I have to keep doing the rundown for four-plus years, and people just don't. People still don't really like you. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. So that's all right. Um, I, well, I mean, we've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like there's a couple things that we need to get to. Um, we need to get to the rankings. We need to talk about what happened with the Wild Berries. Um, do we want to get a little bit deeper into the woods on Liz Shannon Miller and Adam Collins and Ethan Irwin and, and Jeff Snyder? Well, I think just a little bit, just to touch on them. Okay. Uh, with uh, let's let's start beginning of the week with uh, Ethan Irwin and Jeff Snyder. 
um, because this was a match that Ethan Irwin could have, should have won. Yeah. And it didn't go that way for Ethan. It was, I wasn't going to say it was reminiscent of their first go around, but a little close. And Snyder had to do some fighting here. And and the main takeaway here is, and it's been talked about a couple times now this week, Roxy Stryer and that impassioned speech that she gave Jeff Snyder to stay in it, to, to not lose focus, to not lose hope. And, you know, it's Jeff needed that and a little bit of luck for sure. But sometimes you need those speeches to even give your own self a shot because the match could have gone exactly the way it went for Ethan Irwin, where he didn't capitalize on his three and five pointer. But if Jeff Snyder had checked out, it wouldn't have mattered, right? That Ethan Irwin misses those two because maybe Jeff doesn't get those other those questions that he gets, right? Or those answers. And so and now Ethan Irwin walks away with the win, and now he's in the final. Um, so I know some. I saw some people in the chat kind of discounting this, the, the speech that Roxy was getting. I, I don't at all. And I think she knows exactly how to handle Snyder, and it proved 100% here that she is probably the only manager for Snyder, to be honest with you, um, from here on out. And it's that type of relationship that they have uh, and that back and forth that only they can have. And it was it was a great moment in Schmodown history, to be honest with you, because you, we don't get very many of those moments because especially with managers, everything's really kind of concealed in between rounds. Right. But within the digital age, we're able to see more and hear more. And this is probably one of the benefits that we get this moment out of the digital age, this speech from Roxy to Jeff. Uh, you can bet that that will be clipped out and it'll be on the clip out channel Monday for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, and I really, you, you mentioned it. I even saw it in the chat room tonight during the, the Stacey Howard match. I'm really sick to death of the disrespect that Roxy Stryer gets from the Schmodown faithful. I really am. She look, her roster may not have performed to her, her standards this year. Right, but she's had some real gems. I think Alex yeah. Damon and IG has looked really good. Right, Stacy Howard, two wins this year, looks really good. Um, obviously, Jeff Snyder, I think, is the crown jewel of her team. Did she take a swing and a miss on Josh Cavado? Sure, yeah, whatever. Boom, that's in the past. That's in the deep past. But as far as someone who's going to be there for her players, who's going to properly motivate them, who is going to be on time and ready to go and a total pro, it's Roxy Stryer. I need the disrespect to stop for my girl, the leader of the rock stars, because to me, she's one of the best, not only managers, but one of the best personalities we have in the movie Trivia Schmodown, and that speech was quintessential Roxy Stryer at her best, Frank Janish. Clip it out and post it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> and Friday. They need to see this speech. It was yeah. phenomenal. It was great. It was great, man. Yeah, and um, going to just real quick, again, on that match, you know, Snyder, he only missed um, two questions there in this match. I mean, he struggled there in that second round with 80s very broad um category i mean he went from biopics semi-broad to 80s very broad and uh you know and it hurt i mean he was down two points mm -hmm. going um into that final round and he needed some luck he needed a pep talk and, and you know he got it uh you know jeff snyder he went perfect in the first round he's had incredible first rounds this year ethan Irwin, he had that little flub on sasha's party which was just like you see that and you go oof i he said sasha's best not Sasha's party and then you're like oh man 
the luck is really working here for Snyder, but then Snyder has that second round that he does, and Irwin capitalizes, and then he's up 15-13, and you're like, oh, man, Irwin's in control. This this was like a done deal. You get the speech of the year, and then Ethan Irwin ends up missing his three and his five, um, you know, peas and carrots, please. Uh, but, man, and then Jeff knew his five and knew Ethan Irwin's five, and um, in that final round he really came to play, and, uh, you know, and now he's in the finals, and, it, and it's – you know, can the Snyder Sons continue? Can it continue, man? Who you got in that tournament final? I got to ask, man, do you have Adam Collins? Do you have Jeff Snyder? Well, before I answer that, can we, can we just brush up real quick on Adam Collins uh, right here? Uh, this is this is his stat line right now. Uh, he's 5-0 and after that victory over Liz Shannon Miller. Three wow. knockouts. He's earned 17 faction points for corruption. That's the second highest total this year. It's only a half point behind Chance Ellison, who else is on corruption. He Chance at 17.5. He had he split that one uh, team win. That's where you get that decimal in there. Uh, answering 95% of his questions, 91% earning of his points. He has the highest accurate five-game win streak in the history of the Shimoda. It, it blows everyone's out, blows Ben Bateman's record out of the water by like six or seven percent. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. Adam Collins has missed four questions in five matches. And people were in the chat saying, oh man, this guy bleeds because he missed a question in this match. I'm like, that's not, that's not a, that's not what I'd call a bleeder, Brad. That's the no. guy who got nicked. He got nicked. He got a little bump. The guy's five and zero. Oh, answering. He's missed four questions. He missed one first round question again in the Lon Harris match. He missed a second round question against Andrews Gallego. He missed another second round match today against Liz, and he missed a three pointer against Brendan Meyer. That's all he's missed. Wow. Right. So now this is what Jeff Snyder's going up against in the finals. Can Jeff Snyder top a guy like this? I don't know. But he did beat Ethan Irwin. Wow. So I, I give him a puncher's chance, but if I'm looking at the numbers and they don't always bear out, I'm looking at the numbers for Shazam. They bared out tonight. I'm looking at the numbers for Adam Collins. I think they bear out. Man, this is a crazy stat line. I'm just looking at it, and I've reviewed it several times, <laughs> and I, I just can't believe that. 95% accurate, 91% PPE, a five-game win streak, the highest accuracy rating for a five-game win streak in history, 17 faction points. This is ridiculous. 5-0 and oh with three knockouts. It's not that all um, in one division. Chance did that across three divisions. Yeah, man. Yeah, this guy's special. You know. This guy's special, man. This guy's special. Um, only, as Electric Knight just said in the chat, four misses in five matches. Exactly. I mean, he's perfect against Roca. You know, missed one against Galago. Missed one against Lon Harris. It was a, again, that uh, second round. Missed one against Meyer that forced the overtime ultimately, um, or more so. And then missed one against Liz Shannon Miller today, uh, which she was not able to capitalize on, you know. And um, <laughs> like, if to be Jeff, if you're Jeff Snyder, you can only miss one question, if not any. But if you miss one, you can't really miss one. Well, like, how do you like? If you're trying to strategize, I can miss one here, and I might still be able to pull it off. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's gonna be brutal. So, but it is a five um, rounder, so there is that, and that's another now, point. But go ahead. 
five rounder does make things different, right? Mm-hmm. And Adam Collins has never been in it. Jeff Snyder's all too familiar with it, right? So I mean that 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 definitely could come into play. But when I when I think about Collins, I think about and I may have told this story before, but it was maybe three four years ago. Those hoverboards were at the height of their popularity, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. The yeah things yeah. that are called hoverboards, not like these, but like actually they call them hoverboards, right? So height of their popularity, we're at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas for um, WWE Night of Champions. And I'm backstage. I'm talking to, actually, that's the first night I met Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I first met him and several other people. Uh, the Undertaker was backstage. We were, all, we were all having a good time. Let me pick up those names. And Booker was on this hoverboard. I promise this has a point. When we were, <laughs> when we were leaving... Booker was going up the ramp at the Toyota Center to go to his car that he had parked on, on the on the little visitor on the uh, uh, talent parking ramp, right? He parked it on the ramp, so he's going up the ramp, and his hoverboard dies, right? Up right halfway okay. up the incline, it dies. He falls backwards, boom! In his beautiful suit, bam, lands back flat on the concrete, right? Mm. His hoverboard died. Because the batteries were not charged. Adam Collins, okay. if his is. batteries die. <laughs> if his oh, batteries we got die there, folks. Because yeah. he is a robot. This man is, is not a man. He is a man. machine. So Jeff Snyder needs to pray for a for a malfunction in, in, in the hoverboard that is Adam Collins. We need to make sure that that battery does die, not fully explode like some of those hoverboards were known to do. We just need it to die, to die halfway through the match. Third round goes out, Adam Collins flat on his back, and Jeff Snyder can cruise on to the fifth and final round to win the match. That, to me, would be the way to do it. Mm. If, he, if Adam Collins doesn't malfunction and glitch... After seeing these numbers, I love Jeff Snyder. I'm one of the biggest fans of Jeff Snyder. You're not beating that. If these numbers hold up, you're not beating that. The five-rounder, if this was a three-rounder, I would say this is a complete, not a complete wrap for Adam Collins, but that ain't fun. That ain't fun. Uh, But because it's a five-rounder, Jeff Snyder absolutely has a shot. Five-rounders benefit players like Jeff Snyder who don't have super elite stuff. They need time to continually progress throughout the match and get better and better and better. He's not, he's not a sprinter. He's he's a marathon runner. And this reminds me a lot of why the Patriots were so successful in their run in their time, because they mostly played, I mean, pretty much outside of their first two matches, they played nothing but five round matches they did not patriots did not have elite stuff they were not one of these elite statistical teams of all time you know, of all time not even close i mean there's a plethora of teams with better stats than the patriots the only thing the patriots have over anybody is defenses and championships and the nine game win streak you know they changed the rules after they destroyed the mega powers or they changed the format of the team format after they took down the mega powers and then from there on out they played title matches after that basically right uh, aside from that Iron Man match, which goes right. to show you that that's that's there's that's the knowledge. There's no game aspect really um, with an Iron Man match. There is with five rounders. There's strategy. There's betting. There's are you going to go or I'm going to go. There's all of that. Patriots were able to capitalize 
capitalize on all of that and be great at the game. And that's why they went nine and zero. That's why they're the most successful team of all time. Jeff Snyder in a five round match allows him to hang around much like he did against Paulo Yama in New York, hang around and have a shot at this thing. And while I think Adam Collins in, in his current form is better than what we saw Oyama in New York defend against Snyder and even against Merle when Oyama beat Merle, Snyder's still going to have a shot here because it's a five-rounder where there's betting, there's a speed round. And you never know what happens on that, on that, on that five-pointer because if Snyder gets behind, his sole mission is to make sure he gets to the five, somehow make it to the five. Doesn't matter if he's down by five, six, seven, or eight during the match. Just get to the five, much in the same way corruption was trying just to get to the five tonight. Just get to the five and you have a shot. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that you're right. You have to at least be in striking distance, as they say, in the closing moments of the match. Real quick, Iron Man match, Adam Collins, Ben Bateman, William Bibiani, Paulo Yama, who wins? In the Iron Man match between those four, I mean, I want to go Bibiani. I mean, he's like the king of free for all, right? It's, it's hard to go against that, but and and we've seen a lot from Bibiani. We've just got this little snippet here from Adam Collins. He's only missed one first round question. Um, he, so he certainly has had a better start than I would if I were comparing to to Bibiani, but. Can this pace keep up? I don't know. I would still, I'd still give it to Bibiani. I would. Okay. Oyama, Bateman, not even in the convo. Bateman, no. Oyama, I would, yeah, I would say if, if, in order of finish, I would go Bibiani, Oyama, Adam Collins, Bateman. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And it's close between Oyama and Adam Collins, but I'm going to give the edge players to Oyama. So, so we think we think that it's um, we think that it is Jeff Snyder and Adam Collins. We think that it's Adam Collins who's going to. I'm going Adam Collins. Yeah. Well, his numbers are too ridiculous. I, know, I still think it's going to bear out. They're crazy, it, man. They're crazy. This is all crazy. What are you talking about? Like, I know. I'm talking about a play-in winner in the finals of the singles tournament that went an extra round than we've ever had in the past year. In past years. I know. And here I mean, he is. I'll, also, look at uh, it's almost the the story of of tournaments. This well, at least one other tournament with Ace Cabrera, right, playing in a play, right, making it all the way to the end. So um, this one's obviously a larger tournament, but still, nevertheless, I think that um, I'm gonna go Adam too. My my heart says Jeff, though. My heart does say Jeff, but I think that I gotta go Adam Collins just based on the data alone. The data alone tells you that. However, the data alone did tell you that the Tampa Bay Rays were gonna put it out. Uh, for the Houston Astros, after they were up 3-0, we're now tied going into Game 7. That's crazy. So I don't. I really don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know what life is. Yeah. I think Adam Collins is going to go ahead and, and get that job done. So well, you know, let us know what you think of the chat. We want to thank everybody for all the stream labs. Or for, uh, not stream labs. What are they called? Super chats. Super the same chat. difference. Same difference. Yeah. I, I feel like, Frank, I mean, we have these things, right? The one-two yeah, things. But 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 I feel like we should hit a certain threshold, right, of donations before we do this, shouldn't we? I feel like I, we should I, that see. sounds pretty good. I feel like we should hit it now. I feel I like really I, don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it at all. But if there's like a monetary limit that is set that we would have to live up to, then right. then I have to do it. 
Right. I feel like th- I feel like I should have come up with this idea at the beginning of the show. Yeah, because so that they could have trickled in and somebody could have kept. But count. also, are you getting, who's keeping count? I'm I'm not. I wasn't keeping count. I don't know how to keep count of these things. But what would be? Well, when's the next pay per view? Probably. I think it's TBD. I think there'll be one right before. I think there'll still be another one before Spectacular. That's a long time to wait. Um, I don't know. No, there's going to be one before Spectacular. So within the next, oh, I don't know. A couple weeks. Yeah, somewhere in that. So should we hold off for the next stream and then have them? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great idea, Brad. It's probably the best idea you've ever had on this show. Well, you know, man, I was just like going through what I had eaten today, and I'm like, <laughs> on top of this, <laughs> I'm yeah. dead. I yeah. will be a dead man. Um, you know, I've had. I also, we did talk about doing it as a separate video, so I wasn't quite prepared to do it live on air tonight. But I mean, I would have done it, but we will. Uh, yeah, we can do it for the next live event or uh, throwdown. So, post, so uh, we'll show. Uh, I have to hit one thing before we leave here. Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, oh yeah. Because, yeah. Brennan, you are the champion. The FYT, the fine, young, tenderoni is the champion. So the victory song shall be played. And if you find the tenderoni, that is right for you. Oh, what yeah. was my guy's name that I sent you last week? Um, uh, who... Dean. Dean, yes, Dean. Yeah. Uh, if you, if, uh, I retweeted on my Twitter page, but Dean sent me this really long, uh, me- or not really long, but it was like a minute long, minute and a half long message. Yeah. But when I was watching it, I wasn't sure where he was going with it. And he <laughs> said, and I and I, I wish I knew his country of origin. He's somewhere in the in the UK. Sounds like it, yeah. So, somewhere in the UK. But he said that randomly he walks through his house and his, his family looks at him crazy because all of a sudden he would just say this. Uh-huh. And if you find the <laughs> He had a pretty good voice in that little snippet. Yes, he did. He did, didn't he? I was like, he was surprisingly good. He was surprisingly (laughs) good. good. I didn't think any rundown listeners had good voices or any talent at all. I mean, look at, I mean, well, not you, but look at me. I mean, like, there's no talent here anywhere. (laughs) Who doesn't have, you think I have talent? Well, I I mean, I have caffeine. That's my only talent. I'm just being nice to you. Thank you. You were the, uh, you were the guy who, uh, you know, listen, 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 listen the quirky marks. That's allegedly. Here nor there. Allegedly. But Frank Janice, why do you let the people know where they can find Wait a minute. You? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got, we got, we got two more things we got to tackle here because oh. this is going to potentially oh, happen. Yes. 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 The Wildberry Civil War. Elliot Dewberry laid out the challenge. He challenged Josh McCuga to a retirement match. Um, dude. Makuga has to accept, though, right? I mean, if if you if you're worth your salt, if you're the magic man, if you're the wild man, then yeah, I think right. you accept the challenge. If he but, doesn't, he's and, wild and, man. and look at Makuga's been in a retirement match before. Yeah, what are yeah. you doing over there? Sorry, I've uh, seen what it looked like on the inside. Yeah, you'll have time. Don't worry. Uh, so, and, and look, it, it's 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 heartbreak after heartbreak with the Wildberries. I mean, in January they were split up because of Shannon how she drafted, and then. And now this announcement, I, it's unfortunate. I thought we would eventually see a reteam, reteaming of the Wild Bears via trade or what have you. Obviously, the trade deadline has passed, long since passed. And I was like, well, maybe next year they'll they'll reform again in the draft and all that. No. 
And the dewberry's like, guess what? I've turned a new leaf or a different leaf or an old leaf, if you will. Go back to his ETC days when he was more of the um, shyster with Ricky Hayberg and all that. This Wildberry match is going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. And um, and, and it's, it's a swag versus corruption matchup, which can, could prove to be pretty pivotal. It, yeah, it really could. I mean, and I would think that Elliot Dewberry would be the favorite um, in that one, especially, you know, because he did, you know, go Dewberry, you know, the double Dewberry, right? We can never forget. So um, that would be big for corruption. Uh, I, it's just one of those things that's like you don't want to see it. But you yeah. want to see it, but I kind of do, right? You, know, you don't like, want to see it, but you want to. See I'll it. do anything to see Makuga and Dewberry on the same stage on the same screen. But let me quote. Let me quote from the Matrix. Not like this. Not like <laughs> Not this. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Not like solid this. Solid quote. Solid quote. And I guess that should mean we need to see where the faction standings are currently. Yeah. After today's festivities. Frank Janish, who's number one? Oh, it is still corruption. 52 points. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Frank. You know, this number's a guy. Where does this put them? I mean, are they comfortable throughout the rest of the season? I mean, is it likely that they're going to be the, the victor come spectacular? What do you think? So it, it becomes pretty imperative here that Adam Collins wins the tournament final. That's three points. So I'll put him at 55. And I put some distance between them and Swag and, and the exchange because I think – and then we get into the team tournament there, where I think the exchange is going to go on a run. But lucky for Corruption that Swag and the exchange are on the same side of the bracket. So they will have to face, if it came to be, in the semifinal of that of that tournament. And I think if you're Corruption, you want the exchange to win that one just because they're only a point behind. So that's a little bit of a buffer. If Deception can win, they at least got to win one match. They at least got to win one match, and then that means... If Adam Collins had wins the tournament final, Deception wins a match in the in the team's tournament. They still have then Adam Collins at Spectacular, uh, potentially facing Merle, and and Chance going for the belt against Chandru. You win, and they might only need one of those to be a, to to win to win to even win the faction race. Uh, Corruption's in a great spot. Um, the other thing we don't know is this horror free-for-all. That's another three points that's floating out there. If Corruption, Swag, or Finstock Exchange get a hold of those three points, that's a huge deal uh, because that can either close the gap or make it even you know wider. So who knows what, what it's end up going to look like um, once we get the spectacular. But Corruption, for all intents and purposes, is in the driver's seat for this thing. So but we'll see. Um, what's going on over there? What are you laughing at? <laughs> I did. Corey Chandru says, "I just have to win everything and claim Liz's points." It would help. <laughs> it would help. <laughs> I mean, try it. Put a petition into the league and see if you can retroactively get her points. Let's see, um, man. Yeah. Let's, let's see. <laughs> let's see. Um, it's a losing battle for those bottom three or four teams. So, you know, anything can happen, though. In, in the movie Trish Modown, we will see. But Frank Janish, I think that we have now gotten everything, right? Or we have one, one more thing. One more what thing. We, what am I forgetting? The rankings. There's new rankings out for the singles division. Oh, the singles rankings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So this is um this might not this this doesn't take into account Stacey Howard, Greg Drake match, uh, but it does take into account everything that's happened up through this week, except for that match. So through Six through ten. At number six, we have Paul Yama. Number seven is Bibiani. And number eight, Mark Riley. 
who's above his faction mate at number nine, John Roca. You, you see that that knockout, that TKO really hurt him bad in the standings here. And then at number ten, we have hit it. That's right. So that's so that's six through ten: Oyama, Bibbs, Riley, Roca, and Brendan Meyer. Uh, you can find the rest of eleven through thirty, whatever, on the site in a little bit. And then looking at rankings one through five, it would be no surprise that at number one, Snyder, number two, Collins. They're in the tournament final. But then Ethan Irwin, Ben Bateman, Liz Shannon Miller. Your three, your four, and your five. Wow. There we are. Uh, that's your top five right now. And uh, you would assume Snyder Collins might flip. Uh, depending on the result of that match. And perhaps, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. That's spectacular for one of those guys. Uh, that's your top 10 rankings in the singles uh, division. Even if Stacey, you know, with the win, Stacey Howard tonight, she wouldn't have cracked the top 10. But so that's your top 10 uh, for the singles division going into that tournament final coming up next week. That's going to be incredibly, um, I think, entertaining and gut-wrenching and intense. And I'm looking forward to it. What um what matches did Roka win in singles this year? He beat um he beat he beat Paul Yama. Yama. And then I think well, that's his only one before the tournament, I think. It's singles, I think, so. I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's not like a great record this year for him, right? Yeah, he's he's has um yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, someone said in the chat, and that's the only reason I'm thinking of it. How is Brendan uh below him the kid so i think really it, it's based on here let me bring it up again uh so brendan meyer he's five and four john Rocco is 15 and 11 mm. so yeah meyer is plus one john Rocco is plus four you know so i mean yeah did brendan meyer go further in the tournament sure um but then you gotta look at where brendan meyer was at before in the rankings and all that stuff so um, I'm not, FYT, I'm not the one man. who decides these things. I, I'm just a messenger, but that's, that's my assumption. So I don't know if that's suitable for all you out there, but it is what it is. Can someone make me like a logo that's like the NWO and it just says like FYT and then it says fine young Tinderoni under it. Can someone please <laughs> make that for me That'd and I great. will buy this shirt. I got to wear that. Me and I, I need Brendan and I to wear those in our music video that we're going to film for. Um, the Bobby Brown song, Tinderoni. Because um, I feel like that's the next step. That's the next step. So anyway. Um, I think now, though, we have covered everything. Frank <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry about that. Let the people know where they can find you and follow you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter Instagram at FrankieJ2929. At FrankieJ29, yes. Um, Y'all look out for the Twitter page. I got some announcements coming your way. But um, today on the Reality Wrestling Channel, I dropped an interview with the one and only Bob Saget. Bob Saget's on, on the what? show this week. Yeah, Bob Saget is on the show. So go check that out on the Reality Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, got some really cool ones coming up. I, you, you've heard, I think, Joey Fatone is coming up. And then um, Larry Wilmore I had on the show. I got some Rob Reiner. I got some really cool ones coming up. So uh, definitely go check all those out on my podcast, The Brad Gilmore Show. And next week, the new season of Back to the Future, the podcast starts. So uh, excited for that as well. But for Frank Janish, my name is Brad Gilmore. You might know me by another name, The Boat. This is the Schmodown Rundown. And we'll see you next week. Next week. Next week? Do it next week.
Do it all again. Next week. Wait, wait. Does that mean this upcoming week or the week after that? Next week, because the start of the week is... This is the end of the week. Tomorrow is the last day of the week, Saturday. Sunday is the start of the new week. Sunday is the start of the new week? Yeah, the week. But Monday is your work week. It's the start of the work week. Sunday is the start of the actual week. But Sunday is a weekend. This is, we are in the weekend. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.